As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. Welcome to Sound Off. Alongside John Sears, I'm Keith Murphy. 10.39 p.m., one of the earliest post-Sunday night football starts we've ever had. Ever. I yeah. thought we were going to get on early. I think it's just because the Chargers and their 27 fans just wanted <laughs> to get out of the stadium nope. and... Go home. Was that a soccer stadium they were playing in? Yes. Okay, that's their temporary Yeah, and stadium. the Steeler fans took it over. It looked like there were a ton of Steeler fans. Yeah, there weird, were a ton of Steeler fans. Atmosphere. 282-9010 to sound off live. Penn State beats Iowa for a sixth straight time as the Hawkeye offense again looks lost and overmatched. The defense did its job, but for the second straight week, the offense does not. 17-12 the final. The Cyclones own October. Another win. This one a cakewalk at West Virginia. Iowa State dominates the Mountaineers on both sides of the ball. 38-14. And ISU may have found its next great running back in Brees Hall. Sound off. Give us a call. 515-282-9010. The furor from one recent high school football hit turned people into finger-pointing, fault-finding tribes. The negative energy assigned much blame and found not enough responsibility. Let's start with the hit. A Dowling Catholic linebacker trucks the Des Moines Lincoln quarterback. In real time and with replays, my first thought, targeting. From the rule book for Iowa High School Football, Section 20, Article 2, Targeting is an act by any player who takes aim and initiates contact against an opponent above the shoulders with the helmet, forearm, hand, fist, elbow, or shoulders. Textbook example of a hit being removed from all levels of football and a point of emphasis for Iowa high schools. For most of my life, hard hit. Now, no attempt to wrap up, targeting. The respected veteran official had a good look, did not throw a flag. To him, good no call. To me, missed call. We can see split-second judgments differently, and we should not be surprised other officials have his back. In all professions, colleagues back each other because they know the job is harder than it looks. The assistant coach crossed the line. Now, his son took a hard hit, had a concussion history, but a coach, a leader, a parent, still can't charge an official and sure can't allegedly threaten to effing kill him. Jason Storm knows that. It's why he apologized and resigned. That's enough for me. I don't take the threat literally, but many officials are fed up. 
Sick and tired of working thankless jobs for low pay and being berated by unruly coaches and over-involved parents. It's no wonder there's an officiating crisis. The Des Moines Public Schools backed its own, publicly urging the official to take responsibility for not flagging a dangerous hit. Need to watch that the outrage doesn't undermine officials and that it's not implicit there's any defense of that alleged threat. The Iowa High School Athletic Association basically said it doesn't comment on calls publicly. Saying a flag should have been thrown would have placated Lincoln supporters, but angered officials. It's a tough spot. At minimum, this should be catalyst for redoubling efforts to educate, evaluate, and support officials. High school sports teach us about life, and occasionally they do that by bad example. And nearly everyone seeing this through the lens of his own bias, we failed each other. There's already too much of that going around these days. All right. I think Hawkeye fans would like to rewind the clock two weeks and have a couple do-overs, at least offensively. Take away one of the best catches in school history, and this would have been two consecutive weeks without scoring a touchdown. I don't know how that's possible, and yes, I get that Michigan and Penn State are upgrades from Rutgers and Middle Tennessee. But even Illinois scored 25 points against the Wolverines. This Iowa team has weapons. Senior quarterback, experienced running backs, veteran coaches, two offensive tackles that have been touted as future first round draft picks. And yet just 15 points in the last two games. What gives? The interior of the O-line, that's what. Remember when Iowa was known as bullies of the Big Ten? Now it seems like they're bullied by the Big Ten's best. The Hawkeyes are getting dominated up front by good teams, and that just feels wrong saying. Iowa is built on offensive line dominance. Kirk Ferentz prides himself on developing great O-lines, run to set up the pass. 24-7's David Eichold posted a really good stat. In the last five years, Iowa is 40-4 when they rush for over 100 yards. They don't rush for 100 yards, the Hawkeyes are 1 in 15. Pretty simple. As expected, fans have come out of the social media woodwork demanding changes, calling for the jobs of Kirk and Brian Ferentz. That's not happening, nor should it. Now, had these been losses to Rutgers and Middle Tennessee, that's another story. But think back to the preseason. How many of those same people had Iowa beating both Michigan and Penn State? Zero. No one. At this point in the season, almost every publication and prediction had Iowa at 4-2. Fans are mad at what could have been. Hindsight is a hell of a drug. The Hawkeyes are 17-point favorites against Purdue. My guess is they'll put the ball in the end zone multiple times and maybe even sprinkle in a couple field goals. Yeah, I don't think it's the, the two losses, John. It just They both feel like winnable games and wasting a great defense. For sure. And, and some good special teams. And again, like I was saying, coming into this season, how many people that you talk to are thinking, yep, we're going to beat Michigan, we're going to beat Penn State. But now you see what could have been. Yeah. And now you're thinking. Score a couple oh, touchdowns, win those games. And we are 6-0. So hindsight, and all of a sudden, your expectations change dramatically. Scott is in West Des Moines with a thought on the struggling Iowa offense, which isn't any one thing, but it's a combination of things. And it adds up to needing a great Brandon Smith touchdown catch just to finally score a touchdown. Scott, what do you think? 
Scott, go ahead. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. I'd just like to touch base on uh, Iowa and their struggling offense, and it seems to be a reoccurring occasion now. It's it's upsetting as an Iowa fan. It's been really tough to watch the last couple of weeks. What do you guys think? What, yeah, what, what do you think the main problem is? Stanley. I, I can't do it anymore. It's, it's been terrible against good defensive teams. It's hard to watch. Uh, he Stanley, he's is, missed throws. Is erratic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sometimes makes great throws. He sometimes is erratic. Uh, he sometimes holds the football too long. It doesn't feel like the play calling is being mixed up enough to put uh, running backs and receivers in space to kind of counter some of the uh, between tackles. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, I don't know, uh, Hawkeyes just seem like they're stuck in the middle of the field. But, John, it does start with running, and the Hawks can't run the football. How does that happen? Like I said, they run to set up the pass. And, and, and let's be honest, the offensive line against Michigan and Penn State, multiple times in each game, they would just let players freely run to Nate Stanley without blocking him. And they're lined up right in front of him. Let him go freely to the quarterback. You can't do that. Those mistakes have to be fixed. We'll stay with the Hawkeyes. Go to Christy in Newton. Christy, go ahead. <laughs> Christy, go ahead. Yeah, I'm calling uh, about the issues with Iowa. Yeah. What, what do you think they are? What's the main one that concerns you? I, th- I think Iowa has a terrific problem. Uh, they constantly disappoint their fans. But uh, <laughs> also... Iowa's defense, I, th- I think that they're trying to develop uh, a more or less NFL quarterback. You know, they want to throw, and that's great. I think they should throw more, but in doing so, they're giving up their their defense and O-line completely, um, and, and they're favoring, you know, trying to build this, this throwing ability, and in, 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 in doing so, they're giving up their, their defense and O-line ability. Uh, Christy and Newton, thank you. John... I have seen some emails today to sound off, sound off at WHOTV.com. People frustrated mm-hmm. at how much the Hawkeyes are throwing the ball. But when they're running the football, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, that's the problem. They're trying to run it between the tackles. Don't they have to design some plays to try to get these, uh, get some of these running backs? They have three that are capable getting the ball out in some space. Yeah, the, the problem right now with Iowa's O-line is the interior. I mean, you watch when Stanley's getting sacked. I mean, look, at it. it's right up the gut. I mean, it's, it's yeah. missed, missed blocks up the gut almost every time against Penn State. That number 54, can't remember his name. He was in the backfield almost every single play. There were a couple plays he was getting to the running back as Stanley's handing in the ball. It's up the gut. you got to get wide with these running backs. Do some screens. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny ref judges Robert Doff of Windsor Heights. Says Iowa running back Makai Sargent looks like a young oh Curtis Fitty Cent Jackson. Tiny ref? Didn't like it. Didn't like that one. Wait, how long has it been since Tiny Ref gave a buzzer? Well, he didn't like this one. Okay, this, what about this next one? Bruce in Beaverdale says Iowa State linebacker Bobby McMillan III looks like Heisman Trophy winner Tim Tebow. Tiny Ref? Tiny Ref uh, is, is he in a bad mood tonight or what? He is upset. Somebody called him out last week. Wow. That he doesn't buzz enough entries to buzz tonight. Send your lookalikes to sell. Guys, off. in this whole big mess, there was one simple rule that most of us glossed right over. It's one that we'll all agree can't be ignored or forgotten. And if it hadn't been, this wouldn't have happened. It's what's bugging Andy next.
Time for another game of knockout. One has to go. Which active NFL quarterback do you knock out? Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, or Russell Wilson? That is a tough choice. The Lincoln assistant coach being arrested made national news this week. And some of the fallout is what's bugging Andy. For the fourth straight week, we were consumed with a story that took us outside the field of play and into the field of human behavior. Former Lincoln High School assistant Jason Storm went to jail this week for running onto the football field and allegedly threatening the referee who didn't flag an ugly hit on Lincoln's quarterback, Storm's son. Between TV and radio, I have witnessed hundreds of you discussing the hit. Was it legal or not? You were discussing the father's instinct. Wouldn't we all be as upset as Storm was? And you discussed what should happen to the official who didn't throw the flag and to the player who delivered the hit. But what's been painfully absent from most of the conversation about the incident has been the most central point to it. Storm took his anger over the no call and his protective instinct toward his son onto the field. And you can't run onto the field. If he'd yelled from the sidelines, if he'd stomped and screamed and pointed, he wouldn't have looked good, but he wouldn't have been arrested. He'd have been too far away. He wouldn't have been restrained by other coaches. He would have been 10 cents the wiser if he'd remembered that you can't run onto the field. In this case, a coach who's a parent is no different than a person in the stands who's a parent. You can have that full range of emotion in the stands, but you can't run onto the field. When you're a parent or even just a passionate fan, your perspective gets all lost. I get that. I've done it. I'll do it again. The refs are against us. The other team is cheating. Our kids' lives are at stake. I'm ready to snap. Well, remember to snap from the sidelines because you can't run onto the field. You'll tell me that the hit was unnecessarily violent, that it's the kind of hit that all levels of football should be working harder to eliminate. And as long as you stop short of adding, therefore it's okay to run onto the field, you'll be 100% right because you can't run onto the field. I sound like I'm lecturing you, but I'm also saying this to myself. Sports like football and hockey and even soccer and wrestling can be dangerous. And if you're truly concerned for your kid's safety, don't let the kid play those sports. If you do, You'll have to worry from the sidelines because you can't run onto the field. Food for thought for him, for you, and for me. I'm Andy Fails. That's what's bugging me. Well, as you know, John Sears is not always the most uh, aware. What? He's easily distracted. Oh, I could use uh, those. When we return, I'll help John with football movies, underrated ones, plus more of your live calls, 515-282-9010. Uh, Dwayne in Oskaloosa, Keith and Ames, Tim in Peru. Peru? we got a big audience. Glenda and Norwalk, all next. Twitter is at SoundOff13. Facebook is SoundOff Nation. Big Ten Hawk writes, it's laughable. Everyone is blaming Brian Ferentz. The number of plays that will work when your interior offensive line is a sieve are about zero. No offensive coordinator is going to fix that. Dan writes, unfortunately, the better team won. Iowa doesn't have a mobile quarterback, and Stanley is very inconsistent with his decisions and throws. Offensive line played poor again. Defense can only carry you so long. We'll definitely lose at Wisconsin and one we aren't supposed to. We'll finish eight and four again. Who's in your five underrated football movies? John, check these out if you haven't seen them. Number five, okay. the program. K 
Kane is Abel. This movie got a lot of the dark stuff right. Heard about it? Haven't seen it. Wildcats at number four. Oh, I have seen this. Goldie Hawn coaches a high school football team with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. I like that one. Uh, number three, The Express. Ernie Davis' story is a great one, and many don't know it. Many have not heard of it. Number two, Lucas. Corey Haim is great. Charlie Sheen at his most likable. Lucas? Lucas. 72 there, Lucas? Yes, he's a little small for his uniform. And number one, all the right moves, Tom Cruise, who famously yells, you're just a typing teacher. There's a reason these are underrated, because no one has actually rated these movies ever. <laughs> I'm telling or you. Or seen them. Check them all out. Glenda is in Norwalk. And uh, Glenda, what do you have to say tonight? Well, I would like to say that we can't win any games if we can't score any points. That's a fact. And our offensive line, I don't know where they've been, but they haven't been there for at least the last three weeks that I know of. Well, a lot of people are asking that. Glenda, I think this should be a T-shirt. In order to win a game, you have to score points. Glenda in Norwalk. There you go. I think it's a great shirt. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Thank you, Glenda. Thank you, Glenda. Thank you. All Lord right. Night right uh, there. Keith is in Ames. No one has called yet about the Cyclones, who had an impressive road win, 38-14. to 14, uh, with Three starters out on defense in the second half, and the Cyclones allowed West Virginia 44 yards in the second half. Keith, what did you think about that effort? You know, it made me really nervous starting the game with, like, three drop passes and then uh <laughs> Yeah, the pick six right here, the fluke pick six. That hurt, but uh, got to say about Iowa, too, if I was an Iowa fan right now, I'd be real nervous for the, what's to come. What do you think is coming? Well, Wisconsin's uh, coming they, at some point. They got Wisconsin. They got Northwestern, which is always a struggle. Purdue, they sometimes struggle with. Illinois put up a fight against Michigan, so – I think they're going to have a tough year of less than eight and four. Well, uh, your, your, your prediction on the Hawks right now, what, what do you call them? What are they finishing? Uh, he's going with eight and four. Oh, he said eight and four. Okay. Yeah, over under stadium songs, uh, overrated Penn State's Zombie Nation, Kerncraft 400. You familiar with this one? I have heard that, yeah. I underrated West Virginia. Uh, that's home, that's, that's underrated? It's underrated. It's a, it's a classic. Look at John Denver. So, Look at John Denver and tell me you're not thinking You football. want him out at midfield singing at every stadium because it's underrated. Well, it would be weird because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, but you want, you, want, you want John Denver singing in every stadium. Again, I think that that would be really <laughs> Through strange. the speakers, you want oh, him, yes, you want him yes. singing. Yes. Uh, what did you think of these Hawkeye uniforms? Looked good on Brandon Smith. Face off and more live calls next. Time to bounce around more topics. We call it face off. Another forfeit in high school football. GMG had to forfeit against North Tama because of low numbers. This isn't the first forfeit and won't be the last. Many programs are struggling with numbers, and in small communities, it can put games in jeopardy. It's a real problem, John, and I think it's going to take some out-of-the-box thinking to solve this or at least stop the bleeding. You need to get some smart people in a room who care about high school football and how much it can mean to communities mm -hmm. in Iowa and brainstorm ideas. 
the constant blowouts need addressing wow. too. The lopsided losses and windless seasons also discourage kids. Cyclones are 9-0 and in the month of October, the last three years. Ooh. All wins are against the Big 12 teams and many against ranked teams. They call it Brocktober, but the streak actually started when Kyle Kempt beat Oklahoma in Norman. It's a compliment to Matt Campbell coach teams that they improve in month two. But something tells me that September loss to Baylor is going to linger. Yeah, I think it will. Hawkeyes wore the alternate all yellow jerseys with the wings. As expected, most Iowa fans liked them. Most Cyclone fans made fun of them. I thought they looked good under the lights. Didn't win, so may not see them again. Too much yellow for me. Look like bananas. But, but I don't care much, and I know they're not for me. They're for the players, and they love the alternate unis. Jordan Bohannon's status is still up in the air. I think Jordan wants to play, but I'm not sure he will. If I'm making a guess right now, I'll say no, Redshirt. Well, hips can nag. Just ask mm -hmm. Naz. Yeah. So I hope if Bohannon's not 100%, he'll wait. He's so much fun yeah. to watch, and he owes it to himself to have a healthy senior season. Knockout. One had to go. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, out. Both with 32%. Patrick Mahomes getting the most, or the least amount of votes. Dwayne is. Oh. All right, guys, you got one minute left. One minute. Keep those knees high, Ooh. feel the burn. All right, thank you, uh, Tiny Ref. Dwayne is in Oskaloosa. Dwayne? How you doing? Good. What's your thought, Dwayne? Uh, I'd like to address this. We're big Chiefs fans here. Okay. And um, we've got about 30 seconds, uh, though, Dwayne. Not taking nothing away from either, uh, either side, but the. Uh, the call today against Travis Kelsey, he was tackled in the middle of the field, and then the refs say that it was uh, the ball was uncatchable. Just like to get your opinion. Uh, these these things be, seem to be going on a lot. Thank you for the question, Dwayne. I didn't see it, John. Have you seen it? Can you make a determination? It, it looked questionable. Uh, yeah. I, understand, I understand what he's talking Let's about. Let's just back Dwayne. I'm with you, Dwayne. Right. Dwayne seemed like I'm a good you. guy. I'm That'll do you. it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound off send off. Carson King handing over $3 million wow. via, via phone to the University of Iowa Children's Hospital. On the count of three, we'll press the button and make the transfer together. All right. Yeah. All right. One, two, two three. three. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.